All right, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Standouts. I'm Ethan Carboni. My co-host Christian McGowan is not here yet, but he will be here soon. He's dealing with some Wi-Fi difficulties. Tonight we are going over the Pac-12 conference. We're doing the same thing I did last week with Phil or Ben and Garrett from Iowa. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to do the over-unders. We're using the same site. We are using CBS NCAA football. Here's my host, Christian McGowan. How are you, Christian? Doing good, man. I apologize. The uh, the Wi-Fi here was a little bit suspect, but I got it handled out. I appreciate you putting my man Reggie Bush, hashtag free Reggie Bush, giving Miss Heisman back. And uh, thank you for having me on here, man. Good to be of with you. All right. You want to do the sponsors for us? So, yeah, we got two amazing sponsors. The first one is one that's close to my heart, my new brother-in-law. That's actually his company, RX Hemp. Use code RXHemp-USN at checkout to save I want to say it's 25% on your entire order. And that's on top of any other discounts that they're offering on their great and amazing website because they do deals all throughout the year. And RX Hemp is a CBD, not a THC cream. It's CBD. It's all the things that don't get you high. And it's for, you know, like sore muscles, aching joints. You know, a lot of us like me uh, getting back into the gym after COVID, I'm getting a lot of soreness. And even though it's a D1 athlete, I haven't been in the gym like I've been, you know, in previous years. So, uh, that's been really good helping me out. Also, too, a lot of golfers, I suck ass at golf. So every day that I'm, you know, chunking away at the ball, I like to put some on my back. I can speak by that one 100%. That is my favorite product that I use uh, to date. And then our other sponsors is MyBookie. Use code USN. US, I want to say it's USN10. at MyBookie to double your first deposit. Uh, I want to say it's up to $500 as well. MyBookie.ag. Uh, is the website name. So make sure to go on there and put code, it's actually just code USN at checkout uh, to double your first deposit. It is one of the best bookies that I've used. Um, obviously, all bookies are the same. You know, you bet some money, lose some money, but my bookie is really good about throwing in, you know, little $10 free plays, little competitions here and there throughout the year to kind of help you get back on your feet if you're having a down year or, you know, kind of get some free play to bet on like women's tennis or something, something you've never do before. So mybookie.ag, make sure to give them a follow. And uh, unless you picked up a new sponsor, Ethan, I think we're good to go. Yep, we are. All right, let's just start right into it. First team on this list, Arizona, the Wildcats. Christian, I know it's your favorite team in the Pac-12. Not really. Over-under set at two and a half wins. Want me to go over their schedule looking at it really quick? Yeah, let, let's let's pull it up here, right. and we'll do like a quick one. You know, every team yeah. kind of do win-loss. All right, BYU. Loss. Loss. San Diego State. Loss. I, I think that could be a win for them. It could. Northern Arizona, that's a win. Win. All right, you got one win out of the total. Arizona, Oregon. Loss. Oregon should yep. destroy them. UCLA. Mm, loss. Is, is it at UCLA or is it at Arizona? They're Arizona Stadium. Ooh, I'm going to go with UCLA, but that's a close one for me. Yep. Colorado, the Buffalo. Oof. Ooh, that's a hard one. I, I'm going to still yeah. – I'm still giving them a loss, but there's some – they could easily be like a four-win team here. This is a good bet right here. Washington. Loss. USC. Back they up slowly by halftime. And then you Over. got Cal. I'll give them Cal. I'll give them Cal. I would call that a win. Is it at? Uh, I'll go with you on Cal. Let's do Cal. Well, do the do the, You know, tell me where they're at as well. Well, that one's at Arizona. 
Okay. Utah. Utah's going to win for sure. Yeah. And then you got Arizona, Washington State. That one's going to be a hard one, but I would still go Washington State on that one. Yep. And then you got Arizona State, which should be an easy L. Just looking at that schedule, you have the possibility for one win to five wins. It's a toss-up. I'm personally taking the under here because I don't trust the Wildcats, although I think that I want to see what our lads has true freshman Will Plummer as their projected starter, and then I want to see what Stanley Berryhill III, their number one or two wide receiver, can do since, I don't know, he's just a player I like this year a lot. Any players that you like on this roster, Christian? On Arizona's, no. I'll be real with you. The last player that left anything to be desired on Arizona's roster probably has to be Khalil Tate, the quarterback slash athlete they had a couple years ago. Um, he really was the lifeblood of their program. He kind of gave USC fits too because he was like near LA and like wasn't recruited by SC, so always kind of had a chip on his shoulder. Um, but no one that I can think of off of you know the top of the hat. Um, what I am more excited about is Arizona and, and Arizona State too, uh, to a lesser extent. They're huge junior college guys. You know, they're very big in like the transfer junior college world. So, you know, I'm really excited to see some of those JUCO transfers can come in there and make some noise. Uh, in terms of the bet, I would go over two and a half just because going through their season, like you said, the potential at five wins to one, you know, I, maybe Northern Arizona is their only win. Maybe they beat Cal and actually lose to Northern Arizona. Uh, you know, maybe they're a one or two win team. That's definitely a possibility. But going over those games and how kind of, you know, the, the, the Pac-12 can – Check out there's the games are super late at night. Sometimes you know you, you you fall one to a team you should have beat. I would go with the over on that bet if I'm putting my money on it. All right, you want to hop right into Arizona State? Let's do it, buddy. All right, let's just looking at this website. Very very interesting one with nine wins over under. Ooh, on un- so, under off the bat. All right, well I'm taking a deep dive into this team. We're going to look at the roster first, who key players for me at least. Obviously, the junior, Jaden Daniels, if he has a good year, he's a top five pick. If he has a bad year, it's the next flop of a quarterback from the Pac-12, which they are known for. That's that's interesting. I Because as you know, Perry is a huge Arizona State fan. He went there for like a year and a half. Um, so he loves the Sun Devils more than anything other than his Dallas Cowboys. And he's been in my ear all year about uh, Jaden Jaden McDaniels or Jaden uh, Jaden Daniels, Daniels. just Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, and I've seen so I do a lot of mock drafts. That's you know kind of my my specialty, and I've seen them like you said mocked into the top five. I personally don't see it. I think next year's draft class could actually have six first round quarterbacks for last year's five, and everyone like didn't think it could happen. I do think there is six legitimate guys that could be first round picks. Daniels is not one of them for me. If he has a great year, just like any quarterback who's a draftable age next year could he be a top pick 100 but if we're going on any bets today it's going to be that daniels is not a, not only not a top five pick but not a first round pick in my opinion hmm. but it, of their entire roster i do think he is the one that gives you know it leaves the most uh has the highest expectations and it has the highest ceiling all right see another player i really do like on this team i'm gonna go with jack jones the grad transfer corner for, at Arizona State. Last year, didn't have the best year. COVID affected it. 2019, though. 46 total tackles, one forced fumble, and three picks. 
that's a very solid corner right there. And Arizona State's going to rely on him heavily to shut down some of the top weapons in the Pac-12. Where is he transferring into? Just wondering. Oh, he like he just transferred to Arizona State. Like he was there last year. He transferred there a while ago, I believe. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the Pac-12. I mean, the Pac-12 is one of the leagues that plays defense. You know, the SEC, the Big Ten, they all play defense. The SEC, the ACC, uh, depending on the team, like Miami, they're the ones who really, you know, or Clemson. You know, they bring the house on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I would be surprised outside of Pat Tillman and um, <laughs> Vontez Perfect, that piece of shit. Uh, I can't name you any Arizona State defensive players that really, uh, you know, kind of stand out to mind. So. I think that'd be a very refreshing uh, change of pace for Arizona State to have a, a Warhawk on the other side of the Agreed. ball. Agreed. And then just looking at their schedule, week one starting off with a should-be-easy win, Southern Utah. All right. Southern Utah team I actually got to play against uh, during college, and it was funny. One of my best friends growing up that I played high school ball with actually went to Southern Utah and we got to play against each other. But let me say this right now. No way Southern Utah is getting a win against them. No way. It'd be funny just so we could rub it in Perry's face, though. I mean, from a per- it's just like the Dallas Cowboys. I'd love to see them lose to Clemson if they played against them, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. UNLV, Arizona State, easy win again. UNLV has a solid yeah. group of five team, but that solid group of five team gets you seven, eight wins in a bowl game. That's not a solid big power five team. Next up, BYU, Arizona State. Losing Zach Wilson is going to hurt them. Yes, their new quarterback's decent, but – Come on, Jaden Daniels. He's well. He we don't think he's that special. He still is special enough to right. be top fifteen quarterback in college. I mean, no disrespect to Zach Wilson. Even if Zach Wilson was still on that roster, I don't think even that gets it done against Arizona State this year. And and that's with Zach Wilson being a number two overall pick. It's just BYU's roster outside of him is just yeah, in my opinion. You know, yeah. Every one again, they'll get a you know like a bigger you know name player but i just don't see with this roster all right so that's three wins right there colorado what do you see i see a win personally but i see a win you know it's like i said before i'm really gonna have to think hard about the team they drop one to because arizona state for better or worse they got a big head they're probably gonna drop one they wouldn't expect to yeah that's the next game for me i think ucla with dtr at quarterback he's gonna need a ball the former okay. five star that can't do anything. <laughs> oh, my oh God. that's a hard one too because UCLA is not one of my favorite teams this year in the Pac-12. Well, they're not anyone's favorite team this year in the Pac-12. Yeah, you know what? Let's do this. Five and zero for Arizona State to start. Let's get their yeah. head really, really big because they're they're going to drop three in a row. I'm feeling it. Really, you think that they're going to lose to Stanford? I could see it. Shot of all the coaches all right. we talked about. All right, you're so your record's five. I have them six and zero at this point. You have them five and one. Next game against Utah, I have them seven and zero. Oh. Do you have them five and two? Get, this is where the slide starts. Five and two because Utah is going to be the defense. Utah is going to Next up, you got Washington State. They're going to get a dub against Washington State. That's what I thought. Eight and no oh. more Mike Leach, no problem. I have them eight and zero. Oh. And next up, what will be the game of the year for them? USC versus Arizona State. USC oh, should win it. I have, eight, I have eight and one at this point. Christian, you have what six and three? Six and three. Yeah, I, that's that. That right. is a classic Arizona State record for that time of the year. Yep, 
Arizona State, Washington. I'll take Arizona State. Mm. I think Arizona State, at this point in the year, they're at three losses. They should be unranked. Washington might be ranked. Let me do ASU with the upset. Go set. You, know, you know, I'll go Washington here, actually. So that I would be a team that they could easily lose to. Yeah, Washington is yeah, a great problem. Exactly. They have a great team this year also, or at least a solid enough. Then you got Arizona State, Oregon State. Oregon State's not good. They don't have many – They're put it like this, the best player just got drafted to the Cowboys. Yeah. As so I see fan though, I can't State. against Oregon State because they gave us fits for years under Matt Liner. They were the, the thorn in our heel. Yeah. Then you finally have the Arizona-Arizona State game. Like we said with Arizona, Arizona State should easily win this. I got them at a 10-2 record personally at this point then. I so think I'm I'm four. I'll take the over. Okay, I'm going the under just because I got to be a man of my word. And if I'm talking shit to Perry, I got I got to do it. Give me the under. But you have made a very compelling case. I think they start out the gate extremely hot. They got some cookie-cut matchups there in the beginning but right there around the uh like utah washington and then uh they have i mean arizona is going to be an easy game yeah but that last game of the year depending on how it goes they can, i can see them losing the rivalry game i mean how many times has oregon lost to oregon state in the civil war i mean it happens there's a reason why they lose in those games all right moving on to a team that does not have a single player as a projected starter that is younger than a junior and the Cal Berkeley Golden Bears, the team that Illinois should have beaten a couple years ago in their bowl game. All right, uh, moving into them. So let's just start off with their quarterback. You got Chase Garbers, a redshirt senior. I'm going to look up his stats for you. I want you to tell me what you think about these stats. Last, all right, so two years ago, you know, full season-ish, 131 completions on 215 attempts. 1,772 yards, 14 touchdowns to three picks. Okay, that touchdown. I'll give it to him. That's very solid. Hell, that year they even beat number 23 Oregon. Okay. So, like, obviously if we're going in – or my bad, this was last year that they beat number 23 Oregon. Even better. So, yeah, Garbers, very solid quarterback. Moving into the defense, someone that I – they actually have um, a sophomore here, two sophomores. Great. They're adding a little bit of youth to this poor team. And uh, I like Elijah Hicks, the safety, though. What do you think about outside linebacker uh, Kui Dang? He's transferring in from um, Independence Junior College. He's a kind of like a lower-name guy, but he's predicted right now to be the starter at outside linebacker. Do you know anything about him? Kui Dang? No, I do not. Uh, how do you spell his name? <laughs> K-O-U-N-Y, last name Dang. Oh, this kid. All right. Yeah, because I, I see him right now. I'm just, I, I don't know Cal off the top of my head. I'm looking at their top signees from this year, and he's the top of their signees. He's also predicted to be their starting outside linebacker. Now, Cal has big names like Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch and my boy Chad Hansen who has signed on to the Detroit Lions. But, you know, defense, as I said about Arizona State, I can't name you a Cal defender for the life of me. I would like to see junior college bias myself. I'd like to see a JUCO guy kind of hop in there and um, 
He's also a D, I want to say he's a D2 transfer as well. He's from like yeah. well, uh, I, Virginia military, correct? Looking up, yeah, I believe so. And then just looking at his stats, that tw- he had a hell of a year 2019 of the year that they beat Illinois. 120 tackles, three sacks, a forced a fumble recovery. He's a solid overall player. I'll give it to him. Just move it, moving quickly into Cal so we actually can finish this episode. <laughs> All right, let's just take a little look at their schedule. Starting off with Nevada, that's a loss. I love Nevada this year. I think Nevada is one of the best group of five teams. Oh, yeah. Carson I Strong, the quarterback, he's the real deal. Yep. Then you got moved right into TCU, Texas Christian, I believe. I don't yep. even know. I just know them as TCU. I'll take Cal. Really? TCU's been laughable ever since, you know, their one out-of-the-blue year. I would still have to go with TCU, man. I mean, they're – I know what you're talking about. It was um, that gentleman who went to the Seahawks, and then he got in trouble, that quarterback. He was really, really good, and they had a couple good years with him. But, I mean, TCU, they have Jalen Rager. They still have guys that pop out every now and again. I just still think TCU is going to win. That is my, my heart of hearts. All right, so you got them at 0-2, I have 1-1. Sacramento State. Easy win. Yeah. Now we're just going to move right into Washington the next week. Loss. Loss. I'm at what, 1-2-2, two and 2-3? Two, two and three? I have two wins. The over-under was six. Oh, shit. Yeah. Washington yeah. State, win. All right, three wins mm. for me. I know that's a win for you. Oregon, loss. loss. Colorado, loss. Oregon State, I'm going to go win for Cal and win for Oregon State. Yeah. Arizona, win. Win. That's five. Then you got USC, Stanford, UCLA. Your three California rivals, and you're falling flat on your face. I got five wins. Easy under. Yeah, I agree. You talked about their, their quarterback being a pretty decent guy at his last stop. That's all great, but – I. I would have to go with you on the under on this. I mean, I, I'm seeing either an under or a push on this. I, if it was five and a half, maybe go with the over. But with the six over under, that's I, it's either a push or a loss. It's not a good bet. Exactly. Colorado football. Over, under. Take a guess. I just want you to guess this really quickly. I mean, if Arizona's two and a half wins, it's got to be four and a half. Wow. You actually were right. Wow. <laughs> All right, you want to go with your depth of knowledge on Colorado football? Is Benkert still the head coach? No, it's Carl Dorrell. Um, I'm happy because the old coach, Benkert, he recruited me at San Jose State and then left for Colorado. And I'm little – I know they had that game against Colorado State, and I want to say it was like the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago when Colorado was pretty good. Um, outside of that, he was a nothing coach, so I'm happy to see them fail. Go into their, their, their schedule real quick. Well, before I want to go into their schedule, I just want to give a quick shout out to Brandon Rice. You know, Jerry Rice's son, the starting number one, like the Z receiver uh, projected on the Colorado Buffalo team. Okay. That's a big yeah. name. I know Stan had a Barry Sanders son a couple years ago, so it's cool to see Rice in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what do you what do you think about that? Should a freshman be is he starting because of his name, or what do you think? Do you think he's the type of player that actually has talent? Because I know, I, my opinion, I think he does have the talent. I'm not I sure. Think the, of, I think it's probably a number of things. You know, I, I, 
they're not going to start a guy at Division One unless he's good enough to play, right? Even though these coaches might be, you know, a little bit of hype like we are, you know, they're getting paid to do this. So if this kid is not good and he's starting, people are going to lose their jobs and they're going to, you know, not be able to pay for, you know, their family and stuff. So I think if he is starting, he's at least – it's at least close enough, you know. But I've taught myself a couple of years ago, and I realized, okay, you have like the Mahomes, right, and the Steph Currys and all these guys who have dads who, you know, played in, in, in leagues – Genetics happens for a reason. They pass on these traits to their kids, you know, through genetics. So I'm not surprised at all that he's starting as a true freshman. I'm actually happy, you know, I'm as we discussed before the podcast, I want to see the Pac-12 do well. I'd love to see every team in the Pac-12 hit the over, win all of their non-conference games, lose to USC, obviously, but all do well. And part of that is getting some of these big-name kids. So I'm happy he chose Colorado over NSMU or Houston which is probably a better school than Colorado for football. Very true. Their quarterback last year seems to be a backup. 24 t- completions on 42 attempts, 315 yards, 4-3 to three touchdown to INT. Not the best quarterback, especially for being a projected starter. I'm just moving right into their schedule. Oh, God, you got Northern Colorado. Easy. Should Easy be a one. win. You know, they can start it off strong. And then, you know, how, how do you say flop? How do you spell a flop without saying Texas A&M? Because that's who they play. They're going to get destroyed. Yeah, Texas A&M is the real deal. Texas A&M is going to be the best college football team in Texas next year, followed up Ooh. by UTSA and then the Longhorns. Did you say UTSA is the second best team? Next year, yeah. They have the best quarterback running back deal in the entire group of five. Okay, that's so interesting. No, we can go more to that after the episode, Christian. Caucasian at Texas just looks nice. That's all my. That's just my opinion. Former SC guy too, so. Yeah. All right, Minnesota, Colorado, Minnesota. Yeah, the one and two Buffalo at this point. Arizona oh, State. PJ Fleck is going to destroy Colorado. I don't care who's starting. Exactly. What's the next so, game? USC, easy win. Done. Then you got Arizona. All right, we got two wins for Colorado after Arizona. Because we've already stated in prior that, yeah. All right. Cal, Colorado. Cal gets the win. Oregon, Colorado. Oregon gets the win. Oregon State, Colorado. I'm going Colorado still. You're going Colorado still. Someone's got to be the bottom of the Pac-12 next year. It has to be Oregon State. All right. Then moving right after that, you got UCLA. See, when you talked about DRT, it kind of got me a little flustered. You know, now now you're in my head, and I'm thinking, okay, is UCLA my sleeper team now? As an SC fan, I hate it because I effing hate UCLA. But Chip Kelly is a good coach, and at, at some point, I gotta feel like he's turning UCLA around. Give me the upset over Colorado. Ooh. See, I personally still, no, I'll go with the UCLA win. Also, all right, Colorado's got what now? Three wins. Yeah. All right, Washington, then Utah. I'll keep lost, it. lost, lost, lost. All right, we got you at three wins, Colorado. I'm taking the under. Yeah, that's a, that's a good under. All right, next up, you got the Oregon Ducks. 
over under of nine wins before we even go into their schedule and team. Well, what do you think? So as we talked before, Kavon Thibodeau, that's a bad man for Oregon. Um, he is the best defensive player in the country. I know Texas A&M has a, a nasty D tackle themselves. Um, but he also played out of school that is down the street from me where I grew up, Oaks Christian High School, and it hurts my heart not seeing him on USC. However, I don't think that Oregon's offense is going to be anywhere near powerful enough to keep up with USC next year. Graham Harold is still USC's offensive coordinator. So as well as Oregon does, they are going to be the number two this year behind SC. That's just my initial saying. Nine wins. I got. We got to go through the, the schedule real quick because I know – they're on the same side as USC, I want to say, in the uh, in the Pac-12. So uh, let's just go through it real quick. That's a good bet, though. Mine wins. Right. But, yeah, it is. But before we do that, actually, I want to talk about the two freshman linebackers that will be starting, Noah Sewell and Justin Flo. I'm not sure if you paid attention to recruiting. That's personally my favorite thing about all sports. Justin Flo was one of the most hyped-up recruits going into college. This man looks like he is a mix of Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, John Cena, and Vince Wilfork all into one. If you know and, he's and he's going to start this year, it looks like. He's a bad man. I am excited to see what the hell Flo's going to do for this Oregon team. And that we haven't even touched that offense. Solid offensive line with all juniors starting projected and one senior. And then you got... Anthony Brown, who's going to start this year. Jay Butterfield, Ty Thompson said that they learned a lot from him. Let's see what Anthony Brown's going to do with this Ducks team. I don't know like, how close you follow college football. What do you think about Oregon's starting quarterback transferring to Texas Tech? I've seen a lot of mocks, and they had him potentially going number one, and then he transfers to Texas Tech. What do you feel about that? I think that was – I honestly don't know. I think that was a silly move, but at the same time, he wasn't going to go number one. He wasn't going to go in the first round, in my opinion. Ooh. And going into Texas Tech, that just lowers your draft stock even more. Like, I agree. If, if you do good, they're going to attribute it to the bad Big 12 defense. Like, I don't like Oregon. I don't like Oregon quarterbacks. We've seen what's happened in the past. Justin Herbert's pretty good, um, but uh, I, was talking, I was talking about Mariota. But <laughs> you know, I still have hope for Mariota. Maybe he gets a redemption arc like Jameis Winston's about to get with the Saints. You, um, sound, like, you sound like Bears fans with Trubisky. <laughs> you know what? I'm a little bit more optimistic than a lot of people. So you know what? Call me a bleeding heart. It's okay. Um, but all, I, right. I can... all right, you know, what, Mr. Bleeding Heart. Let's already call that Fresno State a win for Oregon. How how do you feel about that Oregon Ohio State game, Mr. Bleeding Heart? Who you got the win? The Buckeyes of Ohio or the Web Feet Ducks of Oregon? So if I'm talking to my brother-in-law, who's a Ohio State homer, I'm saying quack attack all the fucking way, baby. But on the podcast, and if I'm betting my money, it's probably going to be Ohio State. Ryan Day, I have to give him props. I thought everything was going to fall apart when when Urban Meyer left. Hopefully to SC, and it didn't effing happen. But he's done a great job. Ohio State is a well-oiled machine. And we can talk about this later. Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, all Los Angeles quarterbacks coming from L.A. high schools. I'm going to go with Oregon State. I'm going to go with uh, Ohio State. I think they get the win over Oregon game one. 
All right, so we both got one and one. Then you got Stony Brook, easy win. I believe it's a Pennsylvania high school. I wish Ben Hoyt was watching this. It's all Penn football sucks. Moving on. Arizona, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon, Stanford, Oregon, Oregon, Cal, Oregon, Oregon, UCLA, Oregon, Oregon, Colorado, Oregon, 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 Washington, Oregon, Oregon, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon, Utah, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon. Washington, UCLA would be the two upset alerts on their schedule. Not saying it's going to happen, but those are going to be the two games. Oh, yeah, those are going to be two very fun games, but if I'm betting this, yeah. If I was a 21-year-old in Las Vegas, I like the over. Okay. All right. Now we got the Oregon State Beavers. Oh, God. What's the over-under? Is it one and a half? Four and a half. Ooh, I'm saying under off the bat because I chose them to be my bitch of the Pac-12, but let's yeah, go. Yeah, we, we both did. Mm-hmm. We really got both – Pretty much, these are the. This team's gonna be the Ben Hoyt of the Pac-12. That's that is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. I'm taking too many shots at you. All right, looking at this court, this team. Oh uh, God, uh, Christian Gabia, starting quarterback. Before I even read his stats off to you, what do you think about him? I know nothing about him. I mean, I don't know every single Pac-12 roster from top to bottom. But Oregon State's roster this year, I mean, I have heard – I follow the recruiting path, like five, four stars, you know, some JUCO transfers, some big-time transfers. I can say confidently I have heard no noise out of Oregon State. So right. educate me, please. All right. So last year – I'm not going to go over season stats, but I am going to go over the one game that he started, I believe – and that's the win over number 15, Oregon. 23 for 37. One touchdown. And 263 yards. That's all right. That's a very good all right against an Oregon defense. Fair. Like, I mean, sure, he threw two interceptions against Cal the game before that. But, you know, we don't need to talk about that. Let's just, talk about, let's just talk about the positives. Oh, wait. Uh, your number one corner left to the Cowboys. Don't worry. His younger brother and last chance you stand out, Rajon Wright, is taking his spot. I interviewed that season's coach, by the way. Shout out NFL Deep Dive with Phil. All right. Look at you. Moving, yep. Moving into that Oregon State schedule, starting it off with the Purdue Boilermakers. Ooh. For as much as I want to give Purdue crap, Purdue's winning this. They have you my favorite. They have my favorite walk-on of all time at quarterback. I'm going to Oregon State. As much as I want to say no Ronald Moore, no problem. But they they have David Bell, though, who's a top five receiver. Yeah, but who's that quarterback for Purdue? Which one? They have two that could potentially start. Who do you want to know? <laughs> the one that makes me scared for that game. All right. Well, the only one that's ever won a game that's on the roster is a starting quarterback, Ann O'Donnell, who led my high school to the Illinois State Championship a couple of years ago. 
Okay. My favorite walk-on of all time. So you're you're a tad bit biased, which I see. So I'm gonna go. I gotta go Oregon State. I know you're getting a lot of losses on this. I gotta go Oregon State. It's gonna be right. like an undefeated loss season if I don't. Right. Hawaii, Oregon State. Because, like I just said, if I'm gonna have them losing every game, they gotta win one or two. And Purdue, I mean, no offense to Purdue, that quarterback may be very, very good. The bottom of the Big Twelve, I mean, there's a big fall off in any division. In the Big Ten. I would just say the bottom of the Pac-12 is probably a little bit better than the bottom of the Big Ten. None of the top is better or worse. I just think that those bottom teams are a little bit better. I think Oregon State – is it at Oregon State or Purdue? If it's at Oregon State, that's a win for sure. Well, it's at Ross-Aid in I've, Indiana. Okay, so it's a home game for Purdue. It's not going to be close. I still got to go with Oregon State. I'm just – it's just where my heart lies. I don't I, – it's not based all right, on all right. Let's move into the Hawaii game. The Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii against Oregon State's Beavers. I'm gonna go Oregon State 2 0. We're gonna fall off a cliff real soon here. All right, we got one and one for me. Then next up, you got the Idaho Vandals, the That's... worst team to play as in NCAA 14, other than FCS schools. Are, I thought they were transferring to the FCS. Are they there now? No, they're D2. They're D2 now? Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. so. Wow. Because I remember they were moving to the big sky in the FCS. Um, no. But obviously Oregon State gets a win. 3-0 Oregon State. Wow. I did yeah, not think that was like right, now, All right. Let's rapid this right now. USC, loss. Washington, loss. Washington State, loss. Utah, loss. Cal, loss. Colorado, loss. Stanford, loss. Arizona State, loss. And Oregon, loss. I could see Under. that. Under. What a polarizing season to start 3-0 and then lose out. Well, that's what happens when you make a week-down conference schedule and you're already a weak team. You're fair. Give us Baylor and Texas Tech, baby. I want it. All right. What do you think? Stanford over under 4. You say it one more time? 1.4? No, just 4. Four. I was going to say one is a joke, and I'm like, you know what? That's unrealistic, even for me. I'm going to go with the under on this. Under or a push? Really? Yes, really. Ooh. See, I'm trying to look up who their quarterback is because I forget his name. It was Miller's last year, but they drafted him to the Texans. And Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee is a true sophomore. I don't know much about him, but from what I have heard from my friend who is um, a UCLA fan and knows a lot about the Pac-12, McKee is apparently next up for Stanford, and he will lead Stanford to the top of the Pac-12 by senior wow. year. Wow. So, you know what? Sure. I'm not sure what else to say. But this yeah. Stanford team is not the best, for sure. Right. Dallin Wade Perry – and nose tackle is going to be my favorite player on this defense because obviously I know Christian probably agrees. Defensive line is probably the most fun position when they're good in football. Oh yeah, I mean it's such a it's it's the most pure position in football. It's the only position, in my opinion, where you could just kind of walk up in a year or two be very elite at defensive line because it is just pure, it's just rawness. It, it, as an, a former offensive lineman, I, I could never play defensive line, but those freaks. 
like you talk about like the Jadavion Clownies of the world, the Khalil Max, the Aaron Donalds. You got some effing creatures on the defensive line. I'll say that for sure. I used to play defensive line back when I was 70 pounds. I would have loved to play it against you in high school. I didn't play in high school. I played in fifth grade. Once I stopped gaining weight, I said, you know what? Screw that. I'm done with football. I'll watch with my dad every Sunday. I don't blame you. It's much more fun watching now. I'll, I'll say that. I had a great time, but it's a lot more fun to be a fan now. As you're drinking your wine. Hey, I had a great day at work, and I didn't have anyone hitting me. That's that's blessed. That's his idea of a great day. All right. Starting off, Stanford, Kansas State. Give me Stanford. Give me Stanford. You know what? I love Kansas State. They're one of those forgotten teams in college football. You know, when you they want, had well, Stanford. You, know you know why they're forgotten? Because Bill Snyder's not there. Because they suck more than the SMU scandal of the 80s. <laughs> They're trash. The little apple is trash. Yeah. All right. Starting off conference play right after that, you got USC. Easy win. USC. Yo, yes. Oh, and two. Stanford Vanderbilt. Or my bad, one one at that time. But yeah, Stanford. Vanderbilt's. If Vanderbilt didn't have money, they should be kicked out of the SEC. I was like say, why don't you throw UCF in the SEC instead of Vanderbilt? Come on, man. No, no, no. Throw Texas, Oklahoma. Take out Vanderbilt. Take out Mizzou. And then you throw in – I don't know. I didn't, no, you can take out Arkansas, too, at this point. But no, whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about the SEC some other time. UCLA, Stanford. You're on UCLA. UCLA. But, all right, you're on UCLA. Sounds good. Oregon, Stanford. Oregon. Yep. Stanford, Arizona State. Give me ASU. Yeah. Washington State versus Stanford. Stanford, Stanford. Washington, Stanford. Washington, Utah, Stanford, Utah. Oregon State, Stanford, Stanford. Cal, Stanford. Stanford. I'm taking Cal on that one because I think I said Cal earlier. All right. I think I have them at three or four wins. So. All right, next up, Notre Dame-Stanford, the biggest game of the year for Stanford. And Jack Cohn will be out of the game by the end of the first quarter as Notre Dame is up 30 points. Easy loss. Are you really high that high on Notre Dame this year? I haven't. I know no, Ian I'm not that high on them. This is Stanford this year. I still think they I, win. I know. I, no, I think that they're a great team. I think they're a top 10 team. I just don't think that they're the top five team. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? We're not the only ones a bit high on UCLA, Christian. Who else over, is? Under, over under of seven. For UCLA? Okay. Well, Chip Kelly, here's the thing is as much as I want to hate on Chip Kelly because he did USC dirty for years, he's a good coach. I mean, he was good enough to go to the NFL and fail and come out. Not a lot of coaches can even say that. So at some point, UCLA is going to do better than what they were doing. I have to believe that. Yep. Then you have Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR as your senior quarterback. Man, as time flown by when he was supposed to be the next great UCLA player. And shout out to him for not transferring. Now, I will say with the redshirt rule – and I want to say it's five games you can play before you can yes, redshirt. He didn't, he didn't redshirt, though. That's what I'm saying. Is So this year I could potentially see, let's say 
for whatever reason, UCLA starts 0-5, if I'm DTR, I'm redshirting and transferring. That's just my opinion. That's all I'm going to say. All right, I think you just might have put a little something extra in your wine. Moving on to the defensive side of things. You got Bo Calvert, and you got Quentin Lake as the line, main linebacker and the free safety. I like UCLA's defense this year. That's what's going to get stuff done. DTR on the ground and UCLA's ball hawking defense. Moving right into their schedule, you got the Rainbow Warriors. Hear me out. You know how I forget his name and I feel god-awful about this. You know how the Hawaii quarterback died? Okay. I personally believe that Hawaii is going to be up at halftime in this game. I think UCLA wins it, but I think Hawaii is going to make this a game in honor of their former quarterback. Is Now i got to ask, is UCLA playing at Hawaii? Is it in UCLA? Because if they're going to Hawaii, I could yes, easily it's in, Yes, it's in the Rose Bowl Stadium. It's in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Um, now any game where UCLA starts down, there's a chance they could come back and make it close. I just don't see it with Hawaii. I mean, when Hawaii had Cole McDonald, yeah, I could see this easily being a close game, but I, again, I have heard nothing out of Hawaii. I, I, I don't know if they can make it a ball game. If it's in Hawaii, a lot of teams play pretty poorly having to travel that far, but if it's in UCLA, I don't see a way the rainbow warriors even make this close. All right. Moving on to the Lasso Tigers. The LSU, the, the Gotagos. The second best team in the state of Louisiana. <laughs> UCLA gets a dub, bro. Um, you, bro, LSU is trash. I'm so, They're a great team, but they are so lost at quarterback over there at LSU. Finley is gone. Like, they are – UCLA gets a win, bro. It's literally going to be – you take all 22 positions. Yeah, maybe LSU has 21 of 22, but the quarterback position means a lot. Give me DTR on UCLA over LSU. All right, so, all right, so you're telling me you don't trust Max Johnson. You don't trust Miles Brennan. No. No. Brennan is, is awful, bro. He is a awful quarterback. I'm sorry. I know he's awful, but he's still good enough that LSU can get it done. As soon as LSU won the national championship, I said in my head, that bought Ed Odron maybe three years of goodwill. I think Ed Odron's a great guy. He actually recruited me at College of the Canyons when he was at USC, and he was their uh, defensive line coach, recruited the West Coast, and I thought he was a great guy. There is no – LSU is on the way out. Ed Odron is on the way out. That's just my stance. I think he's a great guy. But what happened was, was Joe Brady. It was not – Ed Ogeron. Agreed. Moving right into Fresno State, UCLA. UCLA, UCLA. baby. All right, I got two and one. Stanford, two and three and one. Arizona State, three and two. Arizona, four and two. Washington, what's that, five and two? Yeah, five and three against Oregon. Unless I'm, you five, I'm five and two. I think they lose to Washington but beat Arizona State because I think I said UCLA over Arizona State in our first round. All right, what about Oregon? They lose. They got to lose to Oregon. Now, as I said before, that could potentially be an upset alert game for Oregon. But Kavon, I can't even think of anyone on UCLA's roster who can block Kavon Thibodeau. Exactly. No way. Utah, UCLA. UCLA. Colorado, UCLA. USC, rivalry game, USC. And SMU. Cal, UCLA, UCLA. 
All right. Uh, call me crazy. I like the over. Yeah, I like the over too. You know, I, and I like the over especially because, you know, call me crazy. But maybe they beat Oregon. You know, I think there's a couple – I mean, even they beat USC as much as I hate to say it. But, like, USC – maybe USC starts out 9-0 or 8-0 before they play UCLA. Maybe UCLA is the one loss on their on their schedule. I can definitely see that happening. Moving into the team that you actually are going to be able to carry, and I won't have to do that right now, USC. Let's go. All right. You want to talk all about this team really quickly so I don't have to do any work? I mean, Keen Slovis – is a bad man. He's a bad story. He's a walk-on who beat out JT Daniels, who if you guys don't know, the Georgia quarterback, he skipped a year of high school because he's a bad man, and he beat him out. I love the story. I, I hope he's the next great – or the first great USC quarterback in the NFL. I know we've had a lot of duds uh, to come into the to come into the league, but you got Keaton Slovis. His running mate, Drake London, who went to my high school, Moore Park High School, who led Chris on the show? Connie, go take your feet picks and get out of here. But Drake London, at wide receiver, he's already mocked top 20, uh, potentially top 15 pick. I know his sister. I know his dad. They're a great family, very smart family. Those two guys together, I cannot wait to see them light up the Pac-12. Like As I mentioned before, the Pac-12 plays a little bit more defense than the, than the Big 12 does. But I cannot wait to see him just completely eviscerate everyone. Keaton Slovis, top five pick. I have him going to the Eagles next year to replace Jalen Hurts after he provides a subpar season at best. But those two guys on offense, man, it is it, it just unbelievable. And you talk about the other Drake that we got on defense, on our defensive line, another first-round pick who's going to terrorize the Pac-12. USC is effing loaded. The only thing we're missing is Urban Meyer at coach, a head coach. I would honestly love to see Graham Harrell, the head coach. Like, I'm not going to get into the internal politics of USC. We have a new president. She's great for the academic side of things. But I want to see USC win. I'm tired of us being a joke. I'm tired of going into the conversations with my Southern friends. And, you know, USC, they're laughing about it. We are the real deal. We are a college football team this year. And I am ready to see it. That's what I got to say. How do you feel about this team? I like it. I think that you guys are going to be a potential double-digit win team. And I'm trying to speed this up a little bit just so we can get through the crappy teams after USC. San Jose State, though, let's just talk about Starkle. I know, I know, USC will beat them. But I love San Jose State's quarterback. We all do. I love San Jose State, too, bro. That was – I was actually going to go there out of high school before I went to junior college because that's where I talked about Ben Kirk going to Colorado. As much as I love San Jose and I'm actually going to be there next week, SC is going to put up 70 points against them. We're going to come out so hot. The things that I've been hearing that USC is on with their offseason workouts, this is a hungry fucking team, man. This is the most hungry I've seen USC in years, and I'm excited. All right, good to hear. Stanford win, Washington State win, Oregon State win, Colorado win, Utah win, Notre Dame loss, Arizona win. Win. Arizona State. Arizona State. Perry's going to be crying. Win. Yep. USC Cal, USC, Win. UCLA, USC, Win. USC, BYU, USC. I have USC getting 11 and 1 record. I know Christian would much rather see that be a 12 0. Well, let's be honest, you guys are dropping potentially 1 to 3 games this year. Because here's the thing, though, is, is I agree with you. We're more likely an 11 and 1 team than 12 and 0. I think we should probably go into the favorite of all of these games. 
I hope that we drop it in the first five weeks as opposed to the last five weeks of the season. I think we're good enough to win 12 games, but you're right. If it's between betting on 12-0 and 11-1, and I'm putting my money on 11-1. and The Pac-12 always drops. We never go undefeated. We fucking hate being in the college football playoff. We're almost allergic to it. Yep. Moving into another team that's allergic to winning. Utah! All right, just moving a little bit into that team. They have one of the better centers in Nick Ford in the Pac-12, and then their quarterback, Charlie Brewer, is insane. Man can chuck that ball deep. That is true. You know, I liked the um, – can't remember the last quarterback they had, the dual threat one back in 2019. Um, he was – it was kind of like how Khalil Tate was in Arizona. I mean, he was running all over the field, making all the plays. I know you're a little higher on their current quarterback. For me, Utah lives and breathes by their defensive and offensive line. They always have one of the best O&D lines in the Pac-12, if not the entire country. And that's why I think Utah will always be kind of in the mix for that mid-tier to kind of a top-tier team because, as you know, football is controlled by the offensive and defensive line. you got some big Samoans around. You're, you're going to be pretty good. That's my general view on Utah. Agreed. All right, just moving right into their schedule. Weber State win. BYU, oh, the holy rivalry. Yeah, not BYU, you suck. All right, yeah, Utah wins that. San Diego State is a win. Washington State is a win. All right, mm. we're starting off 4-0. Over-under was eight and a half wins. We really kind of screwed over. We really have not been liking Utah today, have we, Christian? We have not. So, they have a very good team, though. USC lost. Arizona State lost. Oregon State win. All win. right, five, five wins. Yay. UCLA, I believe we gave it to UCLA. Yeah, I think I agreed on that loss. Yeah, Stanford. All right, yeah, UCLA. Should, uh, Utah should beat them. That's six and one. Six and one's not bad. Then you uh-huh. got seven and one against Arizona. Or wait, hand. I really like miscount that bad. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. Oh my, my bad. They're nine and one at that point. <laughs> yep. And then Oregon, Colorado. Ooh, I don't like calling them ten and two though. I have them. I'll say I have them dropping another game in the back. Actually, I'll call them nine and three. I like the over. Yeah, I agree. They're like I said, they're a hard team to beat, and also going in and playing Utah. Utah's a weird ass state. It's hard to play there. Call. I like that, 9-3. and three. I'm just saying off the bat, I'm really upset about the Pac-12 not scheduling more better out-of-conference games outside of the Ohio State-Oregon. This is trash. We have no heaters in the preseason. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know why? This is why you don't make, you know, how do we say college football playoffs? I mean, if we're going to 12 teams, then it doesn't matter. But to my knowledge, we're not going six teams or 12 teams this year, correct? It's still going to be four. Yep. Which means another year, no Pac-12 in it. All right. Moving right into Washington's team. Fuck you. <laughs> you got a nice little senior duo in the backfield of Kamari Pleasant and Sean McGrew, the two senior running backs. I like that. I like the idea of having two older running backs to carry the load. Then you still got Dylan Morris at quarterback, who's going to be the redshirt sophomore. In now, Oregon, I, I kind of feel Oregon – or sorry, uh, Washington's is similar to Utah in that they kind of have that Polynesian connect. They're usually a hard team to beat. They're usually they're very well-coached team. 
But as you notice that you talked about the two running backs, same thing with Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed that are now on the Miami Dolphins together. They were both at Wisconsin, or sorry, they were both at Washington together, and they were pretty dominant one-two punch. Wisconsin is a team not, or sorry, fuck them up. Washington is not a team to sleep on. So is Wisconsin in the Big Ten. But Washington's offense, you know, USC, Oregon, Arizona State, Washington, Utah, they're going to be those top teams to beat next year in the Pac-12. I think Washington's probably going to gravitate towards that fourth spot. You know, after I thought Easton was going to be how Washington kind of jettisoned themselves back into that conversation. But, yeah, what's the over-under again on the team totals for Washington? For Washington, nine. Not, I'm going under. This has to be an under for us. Well, let's just look at their schedule. Starting off, you got Corey's alma mater, the best school in the big sky, Montana. Loss. 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 For Montana, at least. Yeah. So, when starting off, one of but ooh, you know, you were just talking about you want them to schedule more. Michigan. Washington, Michigan. I'm giving it to Michigan just because I feel like the chips are pushed to the center this year for Harbaugh. He need they want to fire him so bad and he needs a win. Well they just did that nice little extension, so I'm giving it to Washington. I'm gonna say Harbaugh got a couple more years left to screw around. So they're starting two and oh. Then you got Arkansas State, the team that always does amazing in an NCAA fourteen dynasty, but yet somehow can never make it to the national championship. I wonder why. Kind of the SEC bias they got in the uh, Arkansas State fourteen. Not even this is Arkansas State, not Arkansas. No, that's what I'm saying. If you play NCAA fourteen and you're one of those G five schools, the game literally will put a three loss SEC team over a twelve win G five team. Yeah. The, I don't know what the game says, but the bias it has towards SEC teams is incredible on that game. Right, yeah, I don't know why you went to SEC, but yeah. All right, Washington three zero on that. Then you got Cal, Washington 4-0, Oregon State 5-0, UCLA 6-0, Arizona 7-0, Stanford 8-0. All right, Oregon 8-0. I have, a, I have a UCLA loss, by the way, on that. Oh, wow. All right. Oregon's loss, Arizona State should be a win. Then you got Colorado should be a win. Then you got Washington State. And – even though Washington State is a completely inferior team, another team that likes to lose in their rivalry game is Washington. I could see Washington State I'm not saying it's a, a win for them, but that is an upset alert for me. I could see Washington having a subpar season and then kind of limping to that rivalry game and just getting a loss right there. Yeah, you see, I let, I really disagree with you on that. So I'm going to go with the easy over for Washington and the Huskies. What about you? Before we hop into our last team, I'm I'm going under for the Huskies. Just to reiterate that, who is our last team on the schedule? The Cougars of Washington State. You know, Clay Thompson. I love Washington State, man. When they had Mike Leach, you know, I know Mike Leach is a little bit of a crazy, crazy individual to say the least. Oh my um, god, he's my favorite coach of all time. <laughs> of course he is, man. Um, yeah, he, he's a memeable coach for sure. Um, but, but, you know, that Gardner Minshew, um, you know, Luke Falk was that quarterback before him, you know, and then with Mike Leach gone, what's up unwrapped. I don't know who is, I don't know. That's Perry. What's that's up? Probably, that's probably Perry. Let's be honest here. All right, Perry. We, we already discussed Arizona state. 
Uh, yeah, have fun crying with the seven and five record. The Washington State has to be another team that's an under for me. I cannot yeah, even six. I don't, like, I don't like the six wins. Like honestly, just let's go talk about that little team they got there for a second. You're being coached by Nick Rolovic. I'd rather have them being coached by Nick Nurse, to be honest with you. Oh my god. <laughs> Although, yeah, you got Jaden DeLaura, true sophomore for That's we fun. I don't know much about him, but they're a team right there that needs to be as young as possible. You know, uh, it seems like Ethan, I don't know if you froze there for a second. I, I can't quite hear you. Um, but, you know, obviously college football is not like the NFL, right? You can't just tank and, you know, get the best pick in the next draft. But, you know, when you are a shitty team in a major conference, uh, the best thing that you can do is start your young players, right? It's the equivalent of the Joe Burrow being from Cincinnati Bengals and starting right away. Hey, Ethan, good, good to have you back. Yeah, um, my Wi-Fi just glitched out there. But, yeah, you know what? That's just, oh, what are you saying, Ethan? Yeah, keep continuing. My bad. I was just saying, a team like Washington State, I think they're going to be one of those teams where they're going to have a lot of losses early on in the season, and you're going to see some of those younger guys who may be number two or three on the depth chart take a starting position later in the year because, you know, as, as much as I hate to say it, when a team is, is that bad but they're very young – you're better off playing your younger players and trying to get some experience out of them versus, you know, honing in on those seniors who have been there. That's just my opinion. Like everyone on that starting offense is a senior grad transfer type player, except the quarterback who's a true sophomore. As for the defense, they're all juniors or seniors. So, so I think like you might see a couple younger guys get some more run yeah, as they start sure. losing. For sure. And then just moving right into the schedule. Again, over under six. I don't like that too much, but you know we'll see. Utah State win, win. Portland State another win. win. USC lost. Washington State Utah lost, lost. Cal lost. Oregon State lost, lost. Stanford. I gotta go loss. I think I had Stanford winning that. Yeah, BYU win. I'll give them a win. Yep. All right. Yeah, three wins there, and then you got Arizona State, Oregon, two losses. Then you got an Arizona win. Then you got a Washington loss. All right. I got four wins on that. I so, love. The, I love the under here. I agree. Go on. I love, love, love the under on that. All right. I believe that's it, Christian, for our Pac-12. I mean. We got USC and Washington as the top two teams. That's that's a fun battle. I agree. I think the Pac-12 championship this year will be one of the more fun ones that we see in recent years. I know uh, Washington kind of spoiled our party uh, last year, so I'd like to see a little bit of redemption and us getting the chance to come back there and enter the college football playoff for the first time. Having USC there would be great. But, you know, I think there's a lot of great players in the Pac-12. You're going to see more than likely Kavon Thibodeau being that number one overall pick unless a quarterback really just shines out this season. Spencer Rattler, Carson Strong, Keaton Slovis, Malik Wills, one of those guys could potentially work themselves into that number one slot. But I think the Pac-12 has the maybe the most top five players in the country uh, out of any division that's in college football this year. So, I know you get a lot of bias. I know the games are on super late, but the Pac-12 has a lot of fun games this year. And if you have the ability to, please watch those games. They are 
they are a lot of fun. For sure. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on Saturday Standout, Christian. I really appreciate it. Thank you for filling in for Caleb. I know we'll love to have you back on during the season so we can talk crap about Arizona State and USC. Of course, brother. Thank you for having me, and have a great night, everyone. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Of course. You want to shout out your socials? You know, follow me uh, on Twitter, at Mandalorian McGowan. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at McGowan75, and Scout Pads, which is my business. Um, and also, too, if you're into charity, look up Swim With Heart. They're a great charity here in Southern California, helping disabled children learn life skills through swimming. So that's all i got to plug today. What about you, Ethan? Uh, just check out my Twitter at Ethan underscore Carboni. I'll plug my other podcast some other time. All right. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully, Caleb might be able to join me for the first time in a while. See you all later. Have a good night.